First thing I hear when I touch down is surf, the Midwest grooving. Such and such nice, what's his name doing his numbers, and I don't see the Midwest losing. Well, I can think of a few verbs for the niggas that think they ill. I come through the Midwest cruising. And soft factors hit all men trying to holler. Cause the calicos under this big D a cease that Midwest move. Movement. Definition. A group of people working together to advance their shared political, social or artistic ideas. In 2009, that is exactly what several Midwest MCs would team up to do, in order to further their shared goal of taking over the newly formed URL and battle rap in general. A-Verb, Big T, Young Ill, Calico, Midwest Miles, X Factor and Hitman Holler would lead the Midwest into this fight for supremacy and their work over the years would kick down the door for the entire region to flourish. Before we delve into their exploits, let's set a few disclaimers. This video is not a history on Midwest hip hop as a whole or even any individual part of the Midwest's history in battle rap, but rather a look at just the impact and history behind the actual Midwest movement itself. There are of course many who came before the Midwest movement that pioneered for the Midwest. Big Will from St. Louis was a Freestyle Friday champion that won seven times in a row and was inducted into the Freestyle Friday Hall of Fame in 2006. Salute to Big Will as this was no easy feat especially for him having to travel out of state in order to continuously compete and win at the same time. Marv One and Quest McCody, the Detroit legends, raised the flag for Detroit on multiple occasions, with some of their more notable achievements including Quest appearing on and working with MTV consistently and Marv One facing off against Eminem on the critically acclaimed film 8 Mile. They both frequently frequented the Lush Lounge in Detroit very early on in order to attend the open mic sessions. The duo were also very well known for competing in the World Rap Championships in 2007. This helped to solidify their partnership as a formidable tag team and also showcased the talent that was housed in Detroit. Of the eight divisions in the 2007 tournament, they were the only team to comprise of MCs from the Midwest, so they had the whole region on their back and dealt with this pressure immaculately. Even over a decade later, they are still going strong as veteran MCs that are still a prominent factor in modern day battle rap. This in itself has to be recognised as many MCs that started with or before them are no longer on the battle scene. 
Quest recently had a great back and forth with Nun Nun on the Smack Saturday card which was held in June 2021 and was broadcast to thousands live on Caffeine. Marv One earlier this year reached the KOTD Grand Prix Finals which came with the chance to win the grand prize of $50,000. Despite him losing this final, he showed many that he was still a force to be reckoned with and boosted his own profile to both his existing and newer audience. Salute to Marvin Quest, definitely a huge part of the Midwest battle rap movement on a whole. Focusing back on the Midwest movement itself, I feel it can be broken down into three waves. The first wave consisting of what some would call the first Midwest movement, with Midwest Miles and X Factor being the sole battlers in that wave. The second wave being the most well-known incarnation of the movement, with it consisting of Young Ill, A-Verb, Midwest Miles, Hitman Holler, Calico, Big T and X Factor. And lastly, but certainly not least, the third wave, which tells some of the best talent that the Midwest had to offer, who went on to become prolific battlers in their own right, including Ill Will, JC, Big Cannon, Young Cannon, B-Magic and Clean Paper. Before diving into that though, my historical itch can't be ignored as there is plenty of history to uncover here. I'll need to go back to 1994 to give you the very first seeds that were planted for the birth of the Midwest movement. These seeds were sown in a well-known clothing store that was located on the Seven Mile Road in Detroit, named The Hip Hop Shop. The Hip Hop Shop was a well-known store in Detroit that became a haven for hip hop heads to flock to. Once a month, they hosted open mics and battles. These battles would be chosen by picking names out of a hat in order to match up contestants. In 1994, a young Bazaar, Proof and Eminem would battle and build a relationship through their shared love of hip-hop. Over the years, the shop would host many battles and continuously grow in popularity. This would come to an end in 1997, with the shop closing its doors and moving to New York. This would devastate many and leave them without a place to hang out and get their monthly rap fix. Eventually, Proof, Bizarre and Eminem, who at this point had already decided to form D12, decided to attend another staple Midwest hip-hop haven which was based out of Cincinnati in Ohio, named Scribble Jam. Scribble Jam was an annual hip-hop festival that was founded in 1996. It hosted competitions for all facets of hip-hop, including DJ battles, breakdancing, and of course, MC battles. The festival would only grow in popularity and recognition year upon year, with many MCs all over the Midwest and the wider US attending to compete. Notable names in later years, such as Immaculate, No Can Do, and Thesaurus, would compete and win the MC battle tournament. However, in its second year, a young Eminem would battle it out in the MC contest and reach the finals, only to lose to another Midwest native hailing from Chicago named Juice. Despite losing, many would be impressed with M's performance, including Wendy Day, who throughout her years in the hip hop industry would aid many MCs to broker deals and sign to major labels. She flew Eminem out to LA to compete in the 1997 Rap Olympics as part of the unsigned rappers team, along with Juice and a few others. 
he would again reach the finals but lose to Otherwise. An Interscope Records intern was in attendance and would take a copy of Eminem's EP, which would be shown to Jimmy Iovine and then Dr. Dre. And the rest was history. You may be wondering why I'm giving you this story about Eminem's rise when this video should be about the Midwest movement, but it'll all make sense, just stick with me. Bizarre is an integral part to the foundations of the Midwest movement, and here's why. Eminem being signed would allow for him to reach back and pick up the rest of D12 who would drop their jobs or other side hustles and focus on working with M. With the stability of some money coming in through the music, Bizarre and Proof were able to set up their own platform called Who Wants to Battle. Many notable names passed through this platform to either host, support or battle, including Nems, Lux, Murder Mook and Reed Dollars. Bizarre, however, was really pushing his artist from Highland Park, Detroit, and he would get him to battle a few times on this platform, this being none other than Midwest Miles. Bizarre would also be approached by a 14-year-old during one of their events who requested to battle. Bizarre listened to the request due to being acquainted with the kid's father. You gotta earn to get. That's why my niggas still on the block working bricks. And while we working that, you can't even work a sack. I give you like five nicks. Be grateful, work with that. You disrespect, you get hit with a concealed weapon. Quick reflex, I'm already shooting and you still clipping. You know it's the MVP. Don't play, dude. I got niggas that'll spray choppers where you stay, dude. The kid don't play. Cause I like my money. I might kill you if you think the word psych is funny. I might embarrass him for the dope and have him catching every bullet. Just like Harrison for the coats. And the boy is spectacular. Taking your blood like Dracula. Better get back before I attack on you. I never leave. I keep the hood tight, you beat me, it's like Bushwick Bill scrapping with Suge Knight. Yo, what's that's that wise ride. Yo, yo, how old are you? What's your name? 15, man. That's that wise ride. Yo, what's, what's your name? What's the MVP, the MVP, the MVP man. Hi, right, baby. Alright. This led to Bizarre giving the kid, MVP, his first shot at battling. His name would switch a short while later, and he would run with the new name, Calico. Shortly after this, with Smack refocusing on the battles that would be featured on the end of the DVD, Beasley contacted Bizarre to ask if he had any MCs that would be able to battle on the DVD. Bizarre then recommended Midwest Miles, who subsequently flew out to New York in order to take on the opportunity. It should be noted that battling on beats was still the main vehicle that was being used in battles across the majority of the country during this time, including Detroit. In New York, however, they already had the culture of travelling to different blocks and battling a cappella, which is what Miles encountered on his first visit to New York. He arrived in New York with X Factor for support and they met up with around two or three people that they rocked with in New York to attend the battle. Rex showed up with around 50 plus people, which to the Detroit MC's credit, did not stop them from battling despite the home court advantage that Rex had. Miles really impressed in the battle. His presence and flow matched Rex's and if you did not have the intro with them claiming their respective cities, you wouldn't be wrong for assuming that Miles was from New York. Despite the culture in Detroit being slightly different from a battle sense, Miles was able to easily adapt and go toe to toe with one of the best to do it at that time in T-Rex. In a move that showed the unpredictability of the times, X Factor, who had come out for moral support, 
ended up doing a battle on the same night with Nemesis from Dotmob. This showed that Miles was not a one-time occurrence and that Detroit had multiple spitters that could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the New York MCs on their own turf. X Factor and Miles in that early period would subsequently travel to New York frequently in those early days to put on for Detroit and by proxy the Midwest as a whole. They would often rely on each other and a small selection of people for support at these battles and events which would often be filled with mainly New York MCs and personnel at that time. They have to be commended as they were willing to do this despite often battling for free just off the strength of wanting to build their own and their city's reputation. With Philadelphia and New York having a vice grip on the DVD market for battles, they realised they would need to travel to have the maximum chance of getting seen or heard as Detroit had no major outlet of the same ilk at that time. As stated before, Fight Club and Smack DVD were based out of New York at the time so that also in some instances provided an inherent bias towards MCs outside of that region due to unfamiliarity with their scenes. With their frequent appearances on Fight Club and Smack DVD, I would see no argument in considering Midwest Miles and X Factor as the first Midwest movement. Some years later, Bizarre, whilst recording in Chicago, would be approached by two MCs who wanted him to set up battles with Miles and X Factor, who at this point had boosted their names due to appearances on Smack, Fight Club and other platforms. Bizarre asked for their credentials in terms of who they had battled to deserve X and Miles. The subsequent discussion would eventually wind up in them setting up a Detroit vs Chicago card, presented in conjunction with Loaded Lux's Lions Den two years later. The card would include Young Lord and Big T, the two MCs who initially requested for battles with Bizarre's roster years earlier. Chicago travelled to Detroit for the card and Calico would battle Prince Lord on the card for $10,000. Big T would be matched up with Detroit MC, HI. The Calico battle ended in a draw with no money paid out. After this event, the Chicago and Detroit MCs would build a solid relationship. This and talk, that's when a fifth was spark. I got them bowls for the low and they don't like me because they still got nicks on the flow like Spike Lee. I'm likely to slightly slide off with your wifey. And if you trip, I love to pop. Fuck high C. You know that I'm real. A lot of St. Louis niggas in the building, but I didn't see Young Ill. And that's real. Yo. 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 Keep stunting your mean mother. It means nothing. Close your eyes up. You niggas ain't seen nothing. Huh? I'm known to ride up. Any nigga that seen something, right? we leave their eyes shut with their fingers to read something. <laughs> I read dollars. Boy, I ain't none of those Philly rappers. I really roll up and smoke you like Philly rappers. Having battled each other, they would both take aim at another bubbling region in the Midwest, which had some great battles on the come up, whose footage had been seen due to it making the rounds on MySpace namely St. Louis. Now down in St. Louis at around the same time period, Word War was taping battles and uploading them online featuring battlers from the city. The host of these battles would also be the person who came up with the initial idea and would partner with O from Street Status to execute his vision. That person being Averb. 
Verb noticing the a cappella culture that was prevalent in New York, wanted to recreate that in St. Louis, who at the time mainly had a culture of battling on beats, not too dissimilar to Detroit. Verb also wanted to dispel the stigma that St. Louis was full of lesser talented MCs due to the prevalence of less lyrical stars such as Chingy and Murphy Lee. This led to him both focusing on his music while also running his league to discover talent. World War had a plethora of dope MCs with particular standouts being Juice Zilla, Remy D, G Soldier, Young Ill and Young Holler. Loaded Lux initially reached out to Verb via MySpace in order to inquire about booking Hitman, who he was most interested in. This discussion switched to Lux wanting to book Verb also, as he had heard that Verb was a dope battler himself. The conversation switched yet again to Verb wanting to book Lux in St. Louis, as he was not interested in battling at the time, but these talks broke down due to the terms that Lux wanted. The MCs from the Loo would make so much noise that Lux invited them to New York in order to battle against Lions Den MCs, Arsenal, Goods and Head Ice. Hitman was at college at the time so he could not attend, but Ill, Remy D and Verb ended up coming out regardless. The event fell through, this was due to issues of the venue, and SB, an MC from the Bronx, was talking heavy to the St. Louis MCs outside. This led to an impromptu battle between A-Verb and SB. Verb showcased exactly why in the loo he was considered a monster. To SB's credit, even if you watch the battle now, his rounds were good. Verb's lyrics just seemed attached with that extra venom that he had due to the chip on his shoulder. Don't ride a whip that flash, you get your car yoke. Don't bring no bitch that's bad, you get your broad grope. Y'all be on that razor buck 50, leaving a sword though. We barbecue weenie, y'all partners, get your dog smoke. This nigga all joke. Come because he rapped a while. Me, I'm starving. And when you hungry, you can't crack a smile. I checked this background, who riding for you? Check mine in the loop. I done bitch slap niggas liver than you. His second round is super crazy, and it's often a reference point that many call back to when referencing some of his best material ever, even over a decade later. The fact that he had this type of performance in New York versus a New York native in front of names such as T-Rex and Murder Mook truly put him and the whole St. Louis on the battle rap map for good. He would go on to battle Hollow and Marv One in the same year, signalling his intention to go on a run in battle rap to capitalise on the momentum that he had built. His next battle would be as the headliner to settle an ongoing feud versus Midwest Miles. As mentioned earlier, many shots had been taken towards St. Louis MCs from their fellow Midwesterners and the energy was so lively that it resulted in URL basing their second ever event around harnessing this energy. With concerns of them getting their maximum dollar amount to capitalise on the energy that was built up, the idea for the event was brought to O from Street Status, who would eventually partner up with URL in order to present the Midwest Massacre. In late 2009, the combined forces of Detroit, 
Chicago and also Brooklyn MC Conceited would travel to St. Louis in order to take on a team comprising of Hitman Holler, Young Ill, Jesse James, Remy D and Averb. It's worth noting here that with the URL becoming a new entity birthed from the battles on Smack DVD, the Midwest would leave its imprint on the URL from its very first card. Of the 8 MCs that would appear on URL's first ever card in 2009, 50% would be from the Midwest, namely X-Factor, Deacon Frost, Midwest Miles and Big T. 90% of the MCs on URL's second card, the aforementioned Midwest Massacre, would be from the Midwest, showcasing the fruition of their early work which translated into them being a primordial focus for URL and their brand. A fun fact about the Midwest Massacre is that if you look at Calico and Young Ill and then the rest of the battles, you could be forgiven for thinking it took place on a different day. What actually happened is, a fight broke out in the middle of X Factor vs Remedy, which led to a switch in venue, that battle being vaulted and the remaining three battles taking place in the new venue. That's why you can see O from Street Status and Smack in both sets of footage wearing the same clothing. The Midwest MCs would have very impressive performances on the Midwest Massacre and would display why their new energy was engulfing the entire culture. Big T would show how he could play with words effortlessly and the beginning of his experimentation with gun sounds would also be shown at this event. Boy, this ain't what you want right now. You'll get jumped right now. Get up and get snubbed right down. Okay. You believe me? Chump like damn. Silence on something that blah. Make it sound more like... <laughs> <laughs> Hitman would display crowd control and poise. His performance, even in a small room, was energetic and contagious. Your bitch called me for sex. I make it take me to the mall first. Come back, deep throw me to a jaw hurt. He can't even show a better house. She make him call first. He hard headed, pops up, she meet her. Now we all hurt. <laughs> <laughs> fight. Miles would show his smooth flow and aggressive style whilst also providing that street corner slash smack DVD feel. I was with his mom and dad, getting drunk, getting blazed. His daddy said he'll waste the sperm, nicknamed him Women Name. Look what a minute made. Oh, a renegade. Averb would display lyricism that set him apart from many and also he would make the message clear as to it being the Midwest turn to run battle rap. I'm a West Craven story, your boy's boring, my shit bone breaking, gory. Off this battle shit alone, they compare me to the great Shirley. The difference between me and Jay-Z, he ashamed of his age. But A-verb be embracing that 40. <laughs> I hear this hood howling boy. Young Ill and Calico would also show why many considered them to be two of the best talents the Midwest had, with crowd control, performance, aggression and great cadence displayed by both of them in a classic battle. I didn't want to talk to you. Bitch niggas swearing they ill, cause they caught the flu. <laughs> so listen nigga, when I'm sparking with that larkin, ill gonna need a lot of NyQuil to get rid of this kind of coffin. Cause I already did my research on you. I heard you fake, heard you take. If you call that spitting, what the fuck do I do? Regurgitate? Yeah. Hey. Pipes 
and mads for niggas that like to flash yeah. They ice and cash or play pop So we shook night they ass <laughs> yeah. Nightmare think about I'm twice as bad I broad day street sweep snipe your air From that same caprice that the DC snipers had oh. I hate them down it could be argued that the Midwest MCs transitioned the game into what it is now. Smack and Beasley would say as much when comparing what the Smack DVD MCs had to do versus the URL talent. We started the movement in 2009, October. We linked up with my man Chico, my man Norbs. We've been going strong ever since and we're still on our mission to see like, you know what I'm saying, who's the illest battle rapper out there right now. They're putting it all on the line. And that's what we try to show on our platform at the URL. Who do you think is the hottest battle rapper out there right now? Don't let me hear you cremate, Anna. I go to the crib and LeBron James the remains of <laughs> Two slugs removed guts, you dust, now you crust. Then have us run them over with a school bus. I say, bitch, this ain't right. She say, oh, nigga, you ain't leaving this motherfucker. <laughs> Till you get over here and put some semen in this motherfucker. The biggest difference between a smack battle and a URL battle is that URL battles are a little more performance based. It's not just bars like it was in the smack days to now you have to have great energy. You gotta have charisma. It's about a plot, an angle, a story, preparation, confidence, style. You gotta have skills, lyrical ability, timing and you gotta know how to control the audience. Round for round, a crowd standing around, basically listening to like, you know what I'm saying, your lyrics. And that's what we do at the URL. We try to find MCs who possess these qualities, who can bring this level of excitement to the game and expand the culture as we know. Eventually, after the conclusion of the Midwest Massacre, the MCs all came to the realization that they as a unit could take over battle rap and run it as they see fit. All of their unique styles would allow for them to face any type of opponent from any region. They had lyricists, comedians, performers, street talkers, almost any category you can name, the Midwest movement had covered. Many of the movements cite Averb as a main factor in spearheading the decision to band together and focus on sticking together as a region. With the emergence of the URL as a New York-based platform for the best of the best to compete on, Many MCs from the Northeast would take aim at the invading Midwest movement. A lot of these Midwest niggas getting crazy. I'm on some new shit. I'm taking anybody's head off. That goes for you, Calico. I'm a jam you, throw you away. Tsunami surf. If you want to battle, I'm going to ride you till you get on the tidal wave. Tsunamis can't fuck with a Haitian earthquake. Whoever wants to get it can get it. It's over now. Hitman holler, you can get it. I fuck with Verb and L, but everybody else, baby. Don't count, don't count my, don't count anybody I battle from the Midwest. Alright, don't count them. Going to but who you want to get past that jersey? Why not just go through you first? Because I will destroy you. I'm going to go through him first. He's not going to win that. No, I already know that. You don't know what it's really capable of. I could be strong with balls. If I had a ball, you don't give a fuck. You didn't crazy. I'm not These niggas ain't I like them all. Stop running. I like them. These niggas ain't just
the Midwest movement would stick to their promise of remaining a unified movement and would only battle non-Midwest movement opponents. Their importance to the URL only grew, with members of the movement being a staple feature of the URL's 3rd, 4th, 5th and 6th cards. Big T and Averb were among the names that headlined these cards. If you go back through the footage of those older URL battles, you can see the Midwest banding together behind whoever was battling at the time. So much so that you could be forgiven for thinking they were all from one place. This spread to the other regions in battle rap, with New Jersey, NYB and Harlem, amongst many others, adopting a similar support framework. Many notable battles revolving around Midwest MCs went down during this time period that boosted battle rap on a whole and the Midwest also. Some of the more notable include Hitman Holler vs Arsenal which included a crazy promo run before the battle leading up to a classic which currently sits at over 4 million views. Calico vs Shotgun Shug which sparked the famous Detroit vs Jersey storyline and X Factor vs Sue Surf which was a great back and forth that showcased the top-notch performances that would often be brought to the table by an opponent when he knows he is facing a Midwest movement MC. The URL would eventually generate a huge buzz which the Midwest MCs were a huge part of. The first big payoff would be Summer Madness 1, the Super Bowl of Battle Rap held in the legendary Webster Hall. The Midwest would be all over this card with Averb, Hitman, Calico, X-Factor and Midwest Miles all making appearances. Despite the differing URL flyers, it would seem that either Hitman and Hollow or Averb and Clips was the headline matchup, again showcasing the draw of the Midwest MCs at the time despite them being away from their home states. This trend would only continue in the next few years, although many would criticise URL for their lack of travelling. They did in fact travel to put on events in the Midwest. Calico, fresh off beating Math Hoffer at Summer Madness 1, was given the headline slot for the Motor City Mayhem card in Detroit versus Arsenal. Big T was given the headlining slot on the second ever Gnome event which went down in Chicago versus Charlie Clips. Just from those two alone and also Averb headlining in St. Louis, you can see that the Midwest MCs had the pull and star power to influence URL to travel to their home states to put on events. In 2012 though, a major battle would occur which would fracture the Midwest movement and slow their momentum not individually but as a collective. That battle being Averb versus Hitman Holler which took place in St. Louis. Due to the rumblings that were taking place as to who was the true king of St. Louis battle rap, Verb and Hitman succumbed to the pressure and set up the battle to find out. This resulted in them giving the culture an absolute classic that until this day many consider one of the greatest battles in battle rap history. This is due to the magnitude of what it would mean for the culture and also for the Midwest as a whole. Hitman would debut his famous remix in this battle and Averb would deliver one of the most powerful third rounds that would be an influence for Loaded Lux's third round for Calico later on that year. To me, it seems that from 2009 to 2012, the Midwest movement's original mission, which was to show that they could take over battle rap, had already been accomplished. As I mentioned before, 
The Midwest MCs were headlining multiple URL cards and had representation on almost every URL event from its very beginning. Names such as JC, Ill Will, Clean Paper, Young Cannon, B Magic and Big Cannon coming into the limelight provided solid reinforcement and ensured that the Midwest would always be a factor on URL going forward, even if the OGs of the movement fell away such as Young Ill and Midwest Miles. 2012 would be the beginning of the end for the Midwest movement. After Hitman and Verb, X Factor and Averb was another major battle that would have two of the movement go at each other in a direct fashion. X Factor would deep dive into this turbulence in its third round, criticising Verb for not wanting to accept that many other names can be argued as King of the Midwest and calling him out for his challenges to Calico and Big T. Verb himself, on my expert opinion years later, would acknowledge how potent X-Factor's round was. Slowly but surely, after this year, the Midwest movement as a unit would largely be condensed to their specific regions in terms of battlers and their support. You would of course occasionally see Midwest battlers behind each other, but it was not as potent as it was before, due to them openly battling each other if the opportunity arose. From 2013 to 2021, I've listed some of the battles that have taken place with the MCs from all three stages of the Midwest movement. When one door closes, another one opens. From the work of the first three waves of the Midwest movement comes a region-wide Midwest movement from both media and battlers alike. One of the biggest issues for the Midwest early on was the lack of prominent and consistent media outlets that could cover both the Midwest and become a respected source in battle rap on a whole from other regions. In 2021, this problem has been erased, with many prominent media outlets now existing that extensively cover the culture and by proxy, the Midwest also. There was also an issue with the lack of prominent Midwestern leagues that could cultivate and house Midwest artists while they honed their craft and developed for the bigger leagues in the culture. This again in 2021 has been erased, with many Midwest leagues coming to light and providing both the culture and the Midwest with a platform for their respective cities and classic battles for the culture. Two of my favourite battles that have gone down on a Midwest platform include Goods vs Gage and QP vs QP. Do check out all of the listed leagues, they are doing great work to highlight the entire Midwest as a whole and by proxy continue to further the culture. I've also listed some of the most prominent Midwest media personalities. Do check them out as they all provide the culture with unique perspectives due to their varied backgrounds. Their presence can only ensure that the Midwest will always have a say in the culture and cannot be locked out due to region bias. With these names, you have every aspect of the culture covered, including live caffeine shows courtesy of names such as Ledge aka Top Tier Podcast and CC from LTBR aka Let's Talk Battle Rap, recaps and interviews with some of the culture's best from names such as Weed and Battles, Mr. Temp Check, Naked Battle Rap, Lola from the New Era Podcast and Cola from Black Compass. You also have varied battle rap topics via YouTube live streams, from Capology Facts, 
DME Detroit, Mr. Circle City and Battle Truth. Of course, many of these media do a mixture of all of the above things, so make sure to check them out on all their socials. Before moving on to the new Midwest movement, I have to give a shout out to Seven Mitchell, a very knowledgeable and hard-working documenter for the entire culture. His 30 for 30 and biography series heavily inspired this series, so salute to him and check out his Best of Seven Sports Talk podcast on YouTube. With the door fully open, there is a completely new movement that has been assembled to take advantage of the somewhat even playing field that has been created in recent years. The new Midwest movement should be considered a completely separate movement to the original for several reasons. One, it has more than double the members of the original movement. Two, it includes many females from the Midwest that are putting in work. And three, as far as I'm aware, there is no member of the original three waves in this new Midwest movement. I've listed some of the new movement and also battlers that are from the Midwest but not part of the movement here. What is particularly striking about this movement is the variety and origin from the different members. Ohio, Wisconsin and Kansas are fully in the mix, with many names popping up from there recently to add to the original three of Michigan, Missouri and Illinois. These upcoming years should be fruitful for many of these MCs listed, but some that seem to be close to that tipping point include Gage and LL Cool G who already have stellar resumes without the help of the biggest leagues, with names such as The Saga, Rum Nitty, and Dre Dennis under LL's belt, and names such as Goods, Averb, and Don Marino under Gage's. They are also both a part of KOTD's Season 1, which gives them a chance to win $100,000. Piranha and True Foe are both battlers that have made heavy noise both for their own careers and for the new Midwest movement as a whole. They are both considered by many, including their fellow Midwesterners, as two that could carry the movement on their back, with their talent earning them major plaudits already. They both are a part of URL's Ultimate Madness 4 tournament, which gives them a chance to win $25,000. Panic and Cheddar are two females that are making waves in female battle rap for the Midwest. Their styles seem tailor-made for any type of stage, big or small. They also have to be given credit as they frequently travel to battle. They both made trips to New York to battle on Queen of the Ring, which is reminiscent to X Factor and Midwest Miles trips to New York years ago. Hopefully, with the rise in plates for female battle rappers, we can see them get major matchups in 2021. Two names that are arguably the most prominent names from the region that have made major marks in the culture in 2020 and 2021 are none other than Fonz and Vixen the Assassin. Vixen has been at it for a long time, and if she gave it up today, she has a solid resume with names such as DNA, Shuni, Farah Funeral and Loso, amongst many others. Many consider her battle in 2020 with DNA as her breakout performance. She showcased her punches, flow and freestyle ability which impressed many. She followed that battle up with a classic with First Lady Flames which ensured her slot as the first ever Woman of the Year, a prestigious award provided by Champion. 
Fonz has seemingly climbed to the top of the game in a very short time period. His work was noticed early on and landed him a slot in the first ever Ultimate Madness tournament in 2020. Fonz's punches and delivery gained him many plaudits throughout the tournament. He ultimately won the entire tournament, getting a nice check in the process. He was also a part of one of the best battles this year, teaming up with Av against K-Shine and Lou Castro. Salute to Fonz, Vixen and the entire New Midwest movement. They seemingly will not be slowing down anytime soon. With the announcement of Hitman Holler vs Calico on RBE, this time for a full three rounds, it feels as if it is in some way an unofficial end to the Midwest movement. With the amount of talent and egos in the Midwest, peace could not be an option forever. And with their initial goal of taking over battle rap and making the Midwest a staple accomplished, this movement should be considered as one of the all-time greatest in battle rap history. I've been Jay from Rap Redux. Like, share and subscribe if you're rocking with the content. It really does help the channel grow and reach more and more people. And let me know what you think. Is the Midwest movement the greatest movement in battle rap history? And who would you consider the best MC out of all of the Midwest movement MCs? Thank you for all the support so far. It's truly appreciated. Until next time, peace.